She wasn't in yet. So Gerald passed by her empty desk and entered his sanctuary. He took off his jacket and sat at the mahogany desk. For just a moment, he thought of all that had happened to him in the last couple of years. An MBA from Duke University had opened quite a few doors. A lot of his fellow classmates and professors had been surprised that he went back to the Midwest when an East Coast financial power seemed to be an ideal fit. Many guessed he had decided to go home. Gerald hadn't exactly come home, but Cincinnati was close to where he was from, and he knew the city well. It didn't take long to begin the climb up the ladder. Gerald made few friends along the way, but that didn't really matter. Friendships were secondary. Success was all that mattered. Now his moment of reflection was interrupted by the arrival of his efficient but loud secretary. Patrice, it's about time, Gerald said, a bit sarcastically, as he stepped through the door of his office. I'm still twenty minutes early, she shot back at her young boss as she slid the tray holding two cups of coffee onto the desk. I know you didn't eat this morning, so I brought you a fruit salad from the grocer down the street and some coffee. You don't have to thank me, just eat. He and Patrice had been together for most of his career at the bank. A fantastic secretary who could get out paperwork in no time. Patrice had a knack for determining which calls were important and which were a waste of time. She ran interference better than any lineman on the Bengals roster. She was never at a loss of words, either. No topic was out of her realm. There were times when this irritated Gerald, but not always, especially when she was talking about Darian. Darian was ten years old and Patrice's only child. His father had abandoned them when Darian was only a baby, and Patrice was a good mother, though not very confident in her abilities. Being a single mom was tough, even for a strong woman like Patrice. Gerald admired her, but would never tell her so. His opinions and affirmation mattered to her, and she would often seek out his thoughts about Darian. It was a good work relationship, the best as far as Gerald was concerned. However, Patrice did, from time to time, nag him with her concerns about his personal life. She would pester him about meeting with his sister or chide him about his dating life and inability to commit to anyone. They worked long hours together and had many conversations. Thank you, Patrice, Gerald said as he took the sack and cup of coffee. How was your weekend? How did Darian do at his game? Patrice smiled and sat down. She turned on her computer and took a sip of coffee. It was fine. Darian had a great time. They lost 20-8. to eight. He scored a touchdown, though. <laughs> That's awesome. He's a great player. Patrice looked up at Gerald as she spoke. He wanted to know if you could come to one of his games. Do you think you can? Gerald grinned slightly and replied, Now I'll see what I can do. Let's get to work. What do you have on the Brackman file? The workday began for everyone on the 18th floor and throughout the building. Deals were discussed and made. Even in slow economic times, there was money to be made, and Gerald Boker was in his element. He was one of the best. Noon seemed to come rather quickly, and it was an interruption to Gerald. As he was analyzing a new proposal, his intercom buzzed. Mr. Vocal, Patricia's voice came from the speaker, I'm breaking for lunch. Are you? I know, I know. I'll bring you something from Selkie's Deli. I'll be back before one. Patrice left and Gerald went back to work, immersing himself in the numbers of a potential merger in the New England states. 
his personal cell phone buzzed, but he was too busy to get it. Since it was just a text message, he'd get it later. When Patrice returned, she forced Gerald to take five minutes to eat. He quickly ate the turkey sub and drank a bottle of water, thinking he didn't take care of himself very well, but at least he abused himself in a healthy way. Patrice, while you were gone, I was able to crunch the numbers and figure out how that deal in Baltimore can work for us. When you can, get those numbers out and up to Loniker. I left the papers for you and your file. Wonderful, she answered, matching his earlier sarcasm. Though she would always banter with him inwardly, she marveled at this young man's talent and his drive. He could be president of this institution someday. Still, though, she worried about him. He was young, talented, and ambitious. He had everything going for him. What he didn't have many of, though, were friends. Sure, he, he knew a lot of people, but he had no real relationships. He dated